Hello, welcome to the Beercast. My name's Richard. It's another podcast of uh, beer related <laughs> beer related fun and merriment. Uh, with me today is uh, my number two, Jules. Hello. And my number one, Groovin. Hey. Hello. Hey. Alright. Just the three of us today. We don't really have a theme today, other than it's beers that I. Well, actually, no, we do have a theme, but we'll come on to that later. Uh, but the first beer is. It is Thornbridge's Kill Your Darlings. Kill Your Darlings. It's not spa beers. That's not the theme. That was last time. Oh, uh, yep, so this is a Vienna Lager, uh, brewed in a Bakewell in Dalshire by Thornbridge. They started off in 2005. We're all very familiar with Thornbridge beers. We've had a few of them on the beer cast. Uh, we have one that got to the Beer of the Year show with the St. Petersburg, and it won. It won. Triumph. That there won. Our reigning Beer of the Year, Thornbridge, St. Petersburg, but this is a uh, Vienna Lager, uh, 5%, I'm guessing. Why? Why? I don't have the ABV. It's five point something. Five percent. Five percent. Busy pouring. Uh, it's got quite a cool label. Thank you. I'll add that one. Cheers. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're recording this in Edinburgh. It's uh, the start of July. We've had a fantastic weather recently. It's been pouring down every single day. Why's My it? garden was flooded yesterday. Flooded garden. Yeah. yeah. Garden. <laughs> yeah. garden was flooded. I was yeah. in Glasgow this afternoon and it was bright and sunny and nice. So, screw you, weather. We've place. had the, um, in Scotland here, we've had the wettest June since records began, and we also had the wettest April since records began. Uh, Let's hope we have the driest, the driest August. August would be nice. <laughs> yeah, that would be again. awesome. Festival. Just, just one month of summer would and be good. And then the windiest September since records began. And then <laughs> the snowiest. The snowiest. October. Yeah. Yeah. The hailiest. The most September, September. Anyway, Shovels is poised with his, the bottle at perfect reading height. It is at the perfect reading height, but I'm not taking any of, the, of these words in. I think I'm getting a cold or something. Am I just, before you start, Vienna no, Lager obviously means something that I don't think is a lager. Mm-hmm. In, in kind of bog standard lager terms, because it's darkish. Uh, yes. It's caramelly coloured. Yes, it's a, it's a lager style used with brewed without lager malt. Right. Brew with darker malt. But like yeast. But, um, yeah, I'm presuming it's bomb for Yeah. Mm-hmm. Popular in the city of the same name, and it bites, well, I don't know how similar they are to Munich lagers, but Munich are a bit redder and a bit, um, a bit sweeter than mm. the I love Vienna lagers. They're fantastic. It's one of my favourite styles, but they're quite rare, rarely come by over here. Yeah, it's not something I've heard of. So at nine degrees C. Oof. Well, you know, Get I'm, your I'm, I'm nothing more accurate. I think that tastes lovely. Uh, this one's slightly different. I don't know if this is uh, paraphrasing what you're about to read. Oh, I'm, I'm reading it. I don't think I have the mental ability to read it out. <laughs> no change there. Hey. Uh, it's been late hocked with Amarillo and Tetananga. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's lagered for five weeks. Ooh, yeah. So this is their take. So it's not, not strictly a proper Vienna lager. It's their take on it. But, you know, mm. they, they, that's what they do. They take styles and they, they twist them up for them. Let me have a go. Uh, have one of you tried it while I have a little sip? Yeah, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's really nice. Lovely aroma. Quite sweet. Pretty good, isn't it? It's actually sweeter than I remembered. Um, it's virgin on the too sweet for my personal taste. Maybe, maybe. it's because it's a bit, uh, a bit warm. I don't know. Maybe. It was cold. 
it's uh, come back a little bit. But yeah, so once it's, if it's not nine degrees, maybe it's 10 or 11 degrees, you get that, more. the sweetness coming out from the malt. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it almost tastes like an American style beer and it's got all those hops in at the end, which must be the Amarillo, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't remember a lot. Tetnanga. Tetnaga. Tetnanga. That's a noble hop, isn't it? So that'll be... That'll be not much. Not as... Uh, not as fruity. Not as fruity as the Amarillo. Mm. But they're very bready, these kind mm, of lagers. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank sweet you. and bready. Sweet, it's like, bready, it's like, malty. It's like bread with yeast. something sweet on it. Raisin. Something sweet on it. Bread yeah, with raisin raisins. bread. Raisin bread. Raisin yeah. bread, yeah, yeah, that's good. There we go. Yeah, we got there in the end. You don't like raisin? No. I don't mind the taste of raisins. Alright, it's just the. There's raisins in it, then I might have some of the How can you not like raisins, but. It's just the taste. You don't texture. mind the taste. Texture. The texture of raisins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do they have a texture, raisins? Mmm. Chewy. Chewy. But you eat chewy things. Don't I don't mind chewy things per se. This argument is flawed. <laughs> this is, this is... <laughs> like many things that are, are irrational. <laughs> I stand by it. Because okay. like, no, like... you have some in it. Oh, it's quite reasony. Like uh, wines or mm-hmm. ports, maybe? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Ports, don't yeah. mind that. Ports. It's fine. Because mm. it doesn't actually drink and read. So if we made you something that was chewy and raisin flavoured, but not a raisin, would you eat it? It might remind me of a raisin. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Would it need to be the size of a raisin? <laughs> As opposed to the size of a small dog. Should we, uh, yeah. should we tell our listener that at this point in the story, the infamous story from Café Concerto in York? Oh, yeah, you tell it. When we, we were all there at York. Uh, stand by for York, actually, because we've got a York beer coming up later. Um, we went to this cafe. It's called Café Concerto because it's got... Um, Concerto. Concerto. It's got all kinds of music stuff on the walls, like music. Yeah, sheet, called, music. sheet music, that's the one, yeah. And we were in there and we were having a cup of tea and a cake, and Grant asked for a carrot, was a carrot, cake. carrot cake. And you asked the woman serving, does it have raisins in? And she said, no. Well, she paused for a second and then said, no, it doesn't. So you went, fine, I will have one, thank you. Came in and it was basically wall to wall sultanas. <laughs> Which are worse than raisins, actually. And also, anyone who has made carrot cake knows there should not be sultanas in a carrot cake. Recipe flawed at the outset. Technically, she was right because yeah. it contained. It contained no, I, I can't fault Hence her. the pause. <laughs> I can't fault her. I should have said, are there any dried fruit elements involved? <laughs> that are, that, yeah. Yeah. They're of the grapey variety. Oh, the grapey variety, yeah, if they're dates. Any shriveled grape base. Oh, you like dates? Oh, yeah, this, is, this is getting weaker by the minute, this. Yeah. Dates are totally different. Like, they've got a totally different taste. Hmm. Yeah, so what ensued was the picking out of the oh, yes, sultanas right. and a, a pile of sultanas and crumbling <laughs> carrot cake. I reckon I managed to consume a quarter of the cake. <laughs> 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 in two hours as well. And uh, much, much worth crumbling. It wasn't worth it. No, it haunts me to this Very day. Very funny. Okay, so the reason why I've got these four beers is they've all got unusual names. That's basically the minor theme mm. behind this podcast. And do you know what the term Kill Your Darlings refers to? Uh, no. Bear in mind, I'm going to be asking you this four times over the course of the podcast. So, uh, well, Kill Your Darlings, we might know the second time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you tell us. First oh! time, it would definitely sink in. That's his annual joke, ladies hey, and gentlemen. All right, thank you very much. I, I have no idea. <clears throat> Kill Your Darlings. It might actually say in a bottle. It's a, lit- it's a literary, literary term. The term kill your darlings is used by writers to describe the painful process of cutting cherished characters or scenes which don't serve their original thought, their overall story. This captures our spirit, brewing spirit, and asks us not to be too precious about beer. You know what? He's not actually reading that, he's just speaking. That's how he speaks. It is. 
The term kill your darlings relates to a literary phrase. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, William that's Faulkner. how I, I speak. Uh, William Faulkner said, kill your darlings, meaning that if you write something you love beyond all reason, then you should take it out because it, only you, you get... Um, only you get pleasure from it. Yeah, and then you're... Or you, you're, you're not biased. objective. You're not objective, yeah. Uh, Danny Boyle, film director Danny Boyle, always cuts out his favourite scene of his film, apparently. Because really? he thinks it's too his good. His personal favourite. His personal favourite, yeah. He thinks it's too good. That's you should make a film someday of always cut personal <laughs> and put it on YouTube. Yeah, it'd be a bit disjointed, but it'd be good. Yeah, if you write something you love beyond all reason, it is wrong and should be cut from the piece. It sounds bizarre to take out the best thing in the story, but you only think it's the best thing other people wouldn't. So, get rid of it. I'll bear that in mind for when I finish my novel. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, a history of dried fruit. <laughs> so you've, you've had a lot of uh, Thornbridge beers, Mr. S. Would you cut this from that particular beery offering? If you're going to cut their best one, no, I don't think I would. I think they do better beers than this. Is that the point? Yeah. You basically, yeah, I was just asking you to chat for a bit. No, I'm chatting. Go for it. Not my yeah. favourite. Do you like it? Is basically yeah. what No, I do like it. I do like it. I it's don't, nice. It's not an awful lot to say about it, to be honest. It's slightly sweet, a little bit. Needs to be a dried fruity, bit colder. Yeah, yeah. this is uh, this is one of these beers that you can drink. Actually, it says nine nine degrees, but um, you could drink this straight out of the fridge. Yeah, a fridge is a nice, kind of really nice six, German style. Fridge is like six degrees. Austrian style, refreshing mm. lager. Mm. But because it's a little bit, uh, it's not warm. It's not room temperature, but because it's a little bit warmer, you're getting a bit more of the sweetness and a bit more of the syrupy. Um, dried fruit sound. Mm. It's great. That is cracking. That's as, great. Yeah, as Thornbridge never don't do a bad beer, as far as I'm aware. So. Yeah, apart from Jaipur on cast sometimes. They've been tinkering with Jaipur, haven't they? Too? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that one. But yeah, good stuff. All right, well, let's have some scores. This is uh, Thornbridge's Kill Your Darlings, and over to my two darlings for their scores. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nicely done. Smooth. Thank you. Um, I like it. It's nice. Eight. Boom. Yeah, just good. Nice, kind of nice darker malts in there, but still with the kind of crispness of a of a lager as well. I like it. Good. I drink it again. Uh, yeah, it's it's a type of beer I've not had before, so it's very interesting for me. Right, okay. I learned something today. Mm -hmm. um, seven. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, was a, mm, I disapprove of your seven. Mm. No, no, I was mm, because I, 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 you've learned something. That's good. Mm. Cool. Didn't happen very often. <laughs> happens today. A big cast edutainment all around. <laughs> yeah. It's the best kind. I'm going to give that an eight too because I, I think that's really nice. And I, I, hands up, I only put it in the podcast because uh, I really like it. <laughs> but it is my podcast, so if you don't like it, do you want? It's your problem. We will cry. Uh, and then I, I kind of um, beavered around three other beers that had a similar kind of naming. Thing. And then, hey ho, that's how the magic is, <laughs> the magic magic is created. Okay, yeah, I'll give that an 8 too. Is that, is that freely available in Edinburgh? Where'd you get it? Uh, I haven't seen it, is all. Yeah, I did. I got it in Appalachian Wines, I think. Yeah. All right, okay. I don't know, that, look, I don't think they make it year round, but it, yeah, it's reasonably freely available. Mm -hmm. That's just because I haven't seen it on my travels, is all. Mm. Travel wider. Mm. Okay, that's uh, Thornbridge's Kill Your mm -hmm. Darlings, and when you come back very shortly, we're going to have another beer which has a strange name, or a reason behind the name. It's or... literary. 
Oh, that'd be good if there were literary. But actually, no, there is one that's got a literary connection. Mm-hmm. Half, that's half it. Uh, the other one doesn't, and the other one, not really. And we're back. Uh, hello, welcome back. We're in Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, we're the Beercast. And we're Beercasting with... Uh, York Breweries Micklegate, limited edition. <laughs> That's the, that's the full title. Yeah, this is uh, Micklegate from the York Brewery. This, they brewed this to celebrate their, their birthday, I believe. It's probably on the back. Like 15 or 12 years, something like that. Uh, York, I don't know we've had any York beers on the actual podcast. We've been down, we've got connections in York, so we've been there many times. <laughs> Sounds, like the, Sounds like the Mafia. <laughs> York Mafia. The Beercast Mafia, pretty strong in Yorkshire. Uh, they were established in 1996, becoming the first brewery inside the city walls of York. What, over 40 years? There we go. That's nice, then. Thank you. Nice colour. Mm. And they started in, uh, in May of 1996 at Toffs Green on Micklegate. And they got their brewing kit from a uh, brewery in Blackburn. Aye. Blackburn. Uh, up in hands. Their flagship is their first ever beer, which is Yorkshire Terrier, which we have had on the bit. Yeah, I remember that. We had that on the podcast once. One of our Yorkshire specials. Very nice. Uh, it's their premium bitter. It's a cracker. Mm. But this is their this is a, a celebration beer brewed for their uh, anniversary or birthday. It's a tawny ale. That's not a style by itself, but it's a uh, Maserat. What are your memories of York, Paul? Um, long and varied. Long and varied. Yeah, that would be a good description. I grew up just outside of York, so well, possibly too far away to regularly go in. So I know it more from like kind of sixteen upwards when I was. Allowed to go on the train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hanging about. Going around the shops. Street corners, drinking cider. Yeah, none of, well, none of that. Going okay. to the cinema and all that stuff. Yeah. Actually, having civilization. Uh, my first taste of civilization. <laughs> <laughs> I was coming down from the village. Yeah. yeah. But, the things uh, about York. One, it's old. Two, there's millions of books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty much my my. Yeah, lots and lots and lots of pubs in York, which is no bad thing, as you can imagine. Um, does it say anything on the bottle about why, 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 why? why? Delilah? It has a why on the front. Um, it's yeah, it celebrates fifteenth anniversary. You mentioned on that. Fifteen, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Tawny red ale, fruity and floral, distinctive hop aroma. Robust and satisfying. That's all it says, really. Then the usual best before various translations of the word beer. And it is bottle condition, so yes. we've all got little bits of sediment. That's why it tastes a bit uh, yeasty. I've yeah. got very, yeah, very little. I think this is one of, if not the strongest beer they do, because York are renowned for doing session beers and blonde ales, and they, they do some good um, kind of hoppier beers, but they're all kind of session strength hoppy beers. Mm, 6.1%. So mm. it's, yeah, it's quite a. Quite a, quite a reach for them. Um, it's a, very much an English beer. Yeah. I'm not saying that as, as if it's a bad thing. It's, it's just, like an ESB. Yeah, it's like yeah. an ESB, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. not, not much raisin in this one. Well, no. It's a little bit. It's quite... Yeah, the bottle conditioning gives it a real yeasty... In uh, December 2008, York were signed or they were taken over by Mitchells of Lancaster um, and then they had a bit of a rebrand 
which explains why their bottles now have this Y symbol on at the front. Um, they used to have the label for Yorkshire Terrier used to have that nice little uh, terrier head on. What's going on? Sorry. No, we're just trying to see if we all got equal yeast shares. Sorry, what were you saying? No, I wasn't listening. Yeah, you, <laughs> you used to be good at uh, spotting the bottle conditioning. Yeah, and I did. Not I, I, I think it's because I'm ill. You're losing your touch. Yeah, been too long, man. Um, yeah, they, re they had a rebrand and they rebadged re their logo. And they turned it, actually, I can't remember what it used to be. I think it was the it was the coat of arms of York with mm. beer glasses on where this, the thing of the symbols of the coat of arms. Mm. I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it was a coat of arms of York with beer on instead of what's there normally. That's what I'm saying. Um, but they rebadged it and it's kind of this wide, which looks to me like, um, if you imagine the flag of South Africa, but turn it on its side and it's got like a... <laughs> it's a bit like that. No, it also it reminds me of very patriotic Y-fronts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know yeah. yeah, that's what it was, yeah. As long as you were in the Jubilee. <laughs> I got all my English Y-fronts. Yeah, uh, I now always think of that when I see it. But didn't they go through a couple of rebrandings? They yeah. went to like one where it was kind of cartoony or stylized from their traditional bottles. And then something after that, now this. And they've, um, they've also changed the labels of their bottles to look kind of shields, like a black shield. It looks a bit like um, Neil Worthington's label, mm. logo. I mean, remember how Worthies back in the day? Yeah. It's a little bit old-fashioned, the label. I think no, but not, not retro, just kind of old-fashioned. Yeah, I think they've gone to make it classic. And I, don't think they, I don't think they've quite nailed it. It just looks a bit... Stayed. Prosaic. Prosaic? <laughs> Bringing it. Yep. Go so anyway, what, what anyway, do you think about, uh, we'll come on to the reason behind the name in a minute, but what do you think of the actual uh, the beer? Yeah, it's alright. <laughs> I don't know, I mean, it's just, it's a bit meh. Not much to say about it. No, I think I'm finding it quite, quite nice, nicely balanced. Nice balance of the bitterness and a bit of fruit. And then you get and that then, kind of yeasty sharpness at the end but the first part is quite nice it's kind of fruity no um, it's not bad it just i don't know I, I think i've got a bit too much yeast in my one but yeah it's okay it happens no i'm not blame i'm not blame i'm not dissing, don't blame me. <laughs> not dissing <laughs> shovels but it's not i mean you can it's not, it's not bad, bad, yeast, no, no no it's not floating about or anything like that. it's just kind of undertone maybe it's just to, as to how it tastes maybe I don't yeah know. um i've not seen any of the reviews of this and it is quite recent um but yeah, as I say, it's quite strong. It's the, the strongest beer they do, I think. Although I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, please please email in. Uh, what, why why do we think? What's the reason behind this name? Nickelgate, apart from the street outside. What was the what was the the like unusual names? Yeah, it's just unusual names basically. So, Micklegate. Why is it called Micklegate? Do you want to tell our, our listener what the what Micklegate is and the story of the various streets in York and why they're so called? Well, I'm going to put them on the, the spot. The, the gates. Yes. I mean, they all have a, a gate to the walled city at the end of them. So there, there are others. Others. Others that I can't remember the name of at the moment. Uh, Mungbar. Mungbar. Mungbar gates. That's They're what they were. Bars about. or gates. What's that famous saying in New York? Um, oh, 
I should have thought this before I actually opened my mouth. <laughs> you can shoot a Scotsman from the wall still. Oh, you can do that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in, inside the walls after midnight or something with a bow and arrow. With a bow and arrow, yeah. With your left foot in the air <laughs> doing the hooky cookie. And your patriotic wifeference. Yeah. You're allowed to <laughs> you're allowed on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thing you know that what you they say that. about York? It's like, come to York where the, the streets are gates. The gates are bars and the bars are full. That's yes, it. it. Hey. Oh. Yeah, that's it. Pulled from the back of my mind right there. If I knew that's what you were going to say, I could have said. Mm. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah, so I, I don't get the what's special about Micklegate uh, in your pattern. No, nothing really. It's just Micklegate is the name of the street near where the brewery is. It looks onto Micklegate. It's kind of around the back. So the very first thing I said was, Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, I, I, didn't say, right. I didn't say you were right. Um, yeah, yeah I, I suppose anyone who's been to York would probably... And there's, there's a picture of it on the on the label. If you're listening to this on a video iPod, you'll be able to see a photo of the label of this and you can judge for yourself whether you think it looks old-fashioned or prosaic. Well, I think the very or old not. bar that it has on there, mm. which is the gate, mm-hmm. um, wouldn't help in its... Uh, Modern look. Micklegate, a four-story gatehouse that takes its name from the Old Norse Miklagata, or Great Street. Ooh. Leads on to Micklegate, gate is the Norwegian word for street. Mm. And obviously York is, uh, well, uh, we know, but you may not, is very um, hand-in-hand with the old Vikings. Yep. Where they came down, did a lot of pillaging around there, a bit of looting. Uh, and they took over the city, and uh, there's lots of Viking-based touristy stuff you can do now, should you wish. Uh, Mickle Gate was the traditional ceremonial gate for monarchs entering the city, and they still do to this day. Oh, really? And starting off with Richard II in 1389, it's tradition for a monarch to touch a stone sword, which is on the side of Mickle Gate, as they go through into the city of York. So when the Queen goes, she touches the sword? I would hope so. I hope so. It's a miserable <laughs> she is. <you> know? <laughs> in fact, they were there recently, weren't they? Because it's the Jubilee Tour. So yeah, they're, 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 in fact, they were in Edinburgh this today, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, Queen was there with us. Had yeah. a garden party the other night. That's right, yeah. The traffic yeah. chaos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Missed that. Interesting. I didn't know that. that you had go. to touch the sword. Very good. Should we score it? Uh, yep, yeah, let's do that. Who's up first? Who's he who said it, dealt it, or whatever it is. Smelt, <laughs> he who smelt it has to score first. Um, as I said before, it's very balanced. Nice, nicely fruity. Um, I maybe don't have as much yeast as the rest of them, but um, I don't know. I actually quite like that, so I'm going to go seven and a half. A solid seven and a half. A solid. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm going to say six because uh, I'm finding it difficult to get excited about it. But it's not a bad beer. But... <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to give it six and a half because it's there's something. It's the aftertaste, it's very sharp and mm. yeasty, um, but which is probably because we put the stuff in, but it wasn't hugely bottle conditioned, it's just there's something that... Got a whack, a massive whack of yeast in that. Uh, I thought I just had. Yeah. Something which, which I really don't like. Something that denigrates from the flavour, but I think mm. overall it would have been, uh, yeah, it would be a nicer beer, it's not a bad beer, it's, uh, it's got some nice fruit, kind of, I like dark, kind of roasty fruits. In yeah, there. yeah, quite like roasty fruits. And you can't really taste the alcohol either. It's uh, six point. No, that's true. Yeah, that no, is true. No. Mm, I was very that. surprised by that. Alrighty, so that was uh, York Brewery's Micklegate, and when you come back, we'll have our third beer in our beer cast about names. <laughs> We've actually, we actually had one before. We had a we had a named name based beer cast before, didn't we? When Stuart was out with all these funny name beers. But did Stuart bring them? This one's like that, but not as amusing. 
What? Are we still there? Yeah. Oh, God. Hello, welcome back to, uh, this is the third beer in our beer cast spectacular about things that may have unusual names or not, and it is. <laughs> <laughs> things that may have unusual names or not. This one's called Radical Gold, and this one is brought to you by Stuart Brewing. Yep, so this is one of our local breweries. Uh, we've had Stuart beers on before. We had their Hefeweizen a long time ago. Um, we're all very familiar with Stuart because they're based just a few miles away from here, uh, on the outskirts of Edinburgh at Lonehead. Uh, and this one, there's an interesting story behind this, but we'll come on to in a minute. But this is a 6.4% IPA. And there's ultra careful pouring going on nice. after the uh, previous instant. Yeah, I don't think this one is bottled from... Oh, yes, it's holding back in there. Looking escape pretty clear to me. Okay, Stuart Brewing were founded in 2004 by Steve and Joe Stewart. Steve, who trained at the, um, did the ICBD Harriet Watts, graduate degree like everyone seems to have done and then went off to work in America for a bit came back and decided to open his own brewery and he did so in Lone Head which is just outside Edinburgh over the bypass mm -hmm. near Ikea or maybe Ikea is near Stuart Brewing <laughs> yeah who knows uh, so uh, this is a particularly special beer because it's brewed it was the recipe and the idea behind it came not from Steve although Steve was kind of Taking a step back now and just concentrates on the bigger picture, whatever that may be. Uh, and this was come up with from their head brewer, Ian Ian Cooper. Oh, he's a nice guy, uh, and they, they let him let him loose on the kit. I mean, he, he operates the kit on a daily basis anyway. But this was his own personal idea for a strong American style IPA. Uh, I did actually know what hops was in this, but I forgot to write them down. So it's uh, an American style beer. Galaxy. Possibly. Citra. Uh, maybe. Cascade. Potentially. So much citra in it. So let's have an if and a taste. This doesn't doesn't remind me of the beer that we had at the launch at the Red Bull. Yeah, we had this on keg at the launch and it was fantastic. Ooh, I was expecting more hops than that. Yeah. I don't, slightly... I don't taste much hop. Well, I taste some hop, but I don't I don't taste the prominent hop what's your your opinion mr t yeah i mean yes they are there it's it's not quite i guess when it was cold and, and the carbonation from the keg it was yeah um no there's definitely hops there we need to have a couple of sips i think once you've yeah. got the mickle gate out of the way you're Possibly. there i don't know am i am i expecting too much i've had too many american beers that just go <laughs> straight in your face yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't class it i mean this is not going to be like um a crazy American IPA from mm -hmm. America. It's it's there in or Ian's interpretation of, but it's the first triple hot beer they've done. So um, it was hot and then in the kettle and then dry hot. Yes. Mm. It's got a very. Uh, I like the branding. It's very different from mm, Stuart's normal branding. It's, it's in a five hundred ml bottle for a start. I think it's their only beer in five hundred ml bottles. Yeah, I think they're doing more of them there in bigger bottles. There's quite a few of them that they do. Oh, the coconut porters in yeah. 500 mils. They're labelling. That labelling is completely different. It's a bit kernel-esque, yeah. isn't it? Almost. Yeah, yeah, it is a bit. You know what? Um, I had a kernel beer the other day, and to go off on a minor tangent, and it's the same as they always were, but now he's getting so, really so much, he doesn't hand stamp them anymore, so they're printed. Oh, 
Mm. So it kind of takes a little bit off the classic old school kernel yeah. style. But Getting too big. You, you can't expect him to sit there and... He's sold out. It is. It's like Dylan. When he's, he like, yeah, well, he's like the indie band everyone loves. And then yeah. they get a record deal. So even though it looks identical, it's just, you can tell it's not being hand stamped because it's a bit darker and the print's a bit too even. Or even. Uh, so yeah, it's a nice, nice golden bit. It's very clear. It's good. It's got a nice... Uh, not much of an aroma. It's got it's got quite a faint kind of orangey. Yeah, it's nice and smelly. Kind of smell. zesty. Orangey zestiness. I I I don't know. I just expected more for a six point. What uh, is it? Six point four percent. Expected a bit more punch. Oh, I got more that time. It's, it's yeah. For me, it's slightly disappointing. I was expecting more because of the memory. <laughs> <laughs> the memories uh, holding on to my memory. <laughs> take it from me. Don't rely on your memories. No, no, but it, too much pain. It's still, it's still, it's still nice. No, no, no. It seems like it's faded and it's not as not much impact. I think, I think this is this is one of, if not the best beers they do. I might agree. In fact, it were this was only ever brewed as a one-off, as a just a. As I said in the post that I wrote about at the time, I called it a, a beery lost leader because they were putting out a load of bottles of this and they did what they don't normally do and they went on Twitter and actively went after all the beer bloggers and said, do you want a bottle of this? Do you want a bottle of yeah. this? And they, they sent them all down to England and everyone reviewed them and they got a lot of reviews. So if you, so if you Google for Stuart's Coconut Porter and it comes up with a couple of bits and pieces uh, and, and their site... If you Google for Stuart Radical Road, it comes up with all the reviews and there's YouTube clips and everyone. Mm, that, yeah. So they're, they're doing a good thing and they're really pushing it as that. Um, and I don't know if they thought that this is the kind of beer that would engage beer fans, craft beer fans, bloggers, beer geeks, whatever. Not that I use that term. But, um, I forgot where I was going with that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so have I. Stuart, Stuart branching out a bit. That, yeah, yes. Moving, the, moving the business forward. That's the one. Oh yeah, and it's one of the best beers they do. I do like the coconut porter because it's like drinking a bouncy. Not like that. Yeah, no, I, I'm a big. Fan. I love, I love coconuts. I'm a big fan of that as well. Um, the thing is, if I'm drinking a six point four percent beer, mm. it's quite strong. I want to mm-hmm. have a bit more. You know. You don't think it has? No, not enough. It's not. It, it doesn't have enough hop character for me. Anyway, the good news is that they um. As I was saying, this was only ever intended to be a one-off. After the um, public reception, the work, how well received this beer was, they are going to brew it again. In fact, they're bringing it again next week. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. In the bottle. And potentially keg as well. So, Good news for fans of Radical Road. And there are a lot of them out there. Yeah. So do we know... Um, this one's, This is the one that has a literary connection. Ooh. So I'm going to test these two chumps on their knowledge of... Uh, Literature. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what the Radical Road is? No. <laughs> is it a 1950s biography of a travelling salesman? You're close. Oh, what is it? It's a road around Arthur's Seat. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't close. No, it's not close. I was just humouring you. It's it's the pathway at the bottom of Salisbury Crags that oh, goes right. around all the way around. All the way around. Yeah. Uh, it was given its name after it was paved in the aftermath of the Radical War in 1820. Well, what, what went on in the Radical War? Who was that between? The Radical War, also known as the Scottish Insurrection, was a week of strikes and unrest, culminating in the demands for reform of the UK. Only a week? Yeah, only a week, yeah. 
It was basically like a mini Scottish version of the French Revolution, and a lot of the labourers and manual workers tried to rise up and overthrow the system. We should um, do that again. Well, they going around the aristocracy and uh, yeah, it's, it's about, them out. chopping down their hedges. It's about time yeah. for that kind of thing. It didn't end well for them because they were hung drawn and quartered. But um, yeah. and the ones that well, not the ones that survived, but the unemployed workers who were cast away after that had nothing to do. And it was actually Sir Walter Scott who suggested that they should be put to work building paving the radical road. Mm. So they did. Cool. So, it's an history honest, lesson. Today. In proper Scottish Brilliant. fashion, the whole thing backfired completely. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work at all. If I'm honest, I wasn't expecting you to get all that. I was just, uh, all right. I was just thinking you may have heard of the radical road. I've been road. lived here for some time. <laughs> I feel I should have known that. Yeah, maybe that. It's yeah. that path they all go jogging on. Yeah. on the bottom I've walked around it many a time. So oh, there you go. Yeah. I've failed my knowledge. Ooh, I heard today about a beer brewery in Northern Ireland. Yeah, Northern Ireland. Uh, that's rebranded itself, and they've got a bottle which has a great handle. Awesome! <laughs> Are you stocking up on that then? Yeah, I'm buying every bottle. Brad's a big fan of the older hound whippet whip thing. Whippets, no, it's a small one. <laughs> anyway. Okay, let's uh, let's have some scores for um, Stuart Brewing Triple Hopped Pale Ale Radical Road. Hmm. I'm gonna give it seven and a half for this bottle. Eight and a half for the memory. <laughs> you can't score a memory. <laughs> is that an eight overall, or do we not include memory scores? Memories, no, don't, memories a, don't count in this podcast. Right? Yeah, that's, it's a, no, that's a Dean Martin song. You can't score a memory. Memory. Actually, no, I disagree because I remember the G Man scoring a beer based on his remembrance. Yeah, but that was that was the Citra, which was so nice before. <laughs> oh, was that the Colonel? It had gone off. The Colonel Citra. It, yeah, it was too yeah, old. Yeah. yeah, not seven and a half. Okay. Mm. Judging, based, judging by, based my remembrance. by my remembrance. It's a great sense. And then Marsha went, I remember this as being better. I was like, yeah. She That's said what that. he said, yeah. Never mind. Uh, I'm a, yeah, I'm a bit non Not non plus. Well, you got a score, as you say. Six. Ouch. Yeah, it's just not quite as better. I don't know. I'm going to give it an eight. I think that's really nice. Yeah. I, I, I get the just, whole, you're you're just grumpy. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, well, you're always grumpy. Yeah. I think my no, dad, no, my you're crazy. Sorry, no, that's me. <laughs> we're all, we're all, we're all it's not hops like crazy, crazy citrus. No, I wasn't fruit, expecting or that. Combine kind of American hops. Yeah. It's got it's just a really nice, strong kind of orange flavor. Which I would, yeah, no, I, I would just remember that being more prominent. I just, maybe, I was, it, maybe it just needs to be colder and yep, fizzier. Yep, I, I, I don't, I don't doubt but, that. Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting awesome, like, okay. really good. A US style thing. I just want it to be a little bit more mm-hmm. characterful. Yeah, that's fair enough. Okay, uh, that was our third beer, Stuart Brewing Radical Road. And when you come back, we're going to have our fourth beer, which has a name. Well, they all have names. Has <laughs> a name. It's the beer with no name. <laughs> How's that got a literary connection? It's about men building a path. So Walter Scott, he was a writer. No, that's, that's, that's tenuous. In tenuous. <laughs> you got to give me a break. These are all in my cupboards, so I was putting them together based on... It's very much an ad hoc podcast. <laughs> it is an ad hoc podcast, Okay. 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 Okay, we're back. Right then. This is our fourth beer of the evening and it is Tempest Brewing Co's Unforgiven Ale Oak Smoke Rye Jupiter. Jupiter? (laughs) Jupiter is. It's got Jupiter in it. Oak Smoke Jupiter and Beyond. (laughs) We'll be coming out your anus later. <laughs> oh, God. 
This is what happens when he tries to make more than one joke per podcast. <laughs> I know. Juniper. The actual title is Unforgiven. Uh, yeah, yeah. From the Tempest Brewing Company in Kelso. We've not actually had a Tempest beer on the beer cast yet. No, Because mm-hmm. they haven't, they haven't bottled, been bottling that recently. Does that make sense? Um, <laughs> no, they've been busy kegging. Busy, busy, busy kegging, yeah. Uh, and this is a, uh, as Paul said, it's a 5.4% oak smoke rye and juniper beer, and we're having some careful measurements going on. We mentioned before yeah. that uh, you didn't think you've had this, you've definitely not had this. I definitely have. So there you go. Definitely. I had this on cask at the Harriet Watt Beer Festival this year, mm-hmm. and it was really nice. It's not liking the smell. I'm getting the oak. Is it? Yeah, is it coming out? I'm getting the juice. Ooh, it is. I'm getting the Jupiter. <laughs> we we had an oak smoke beer the other day, didn't we? Um, Birifico Lambrate's Giza. And it was quite nice. Uh, it was very nice. Where, where were we having that? Right here. Why were we having that? Oh, we were watching the football. Right. We were. We had an Italian oh, evening. Oh, it was a nice beer. Yeah. Yeah. It was a nice beer. <laughs> <laughs> we were cheering on the Italian, the brave Italian boys against the evil Spanish men. The evil. Anti, anti-football. <laughs> they were too good. <laughs> Everyone um, hates us because And obviously, uh, being, being Scottish beer cast, we did them all power good, didn't we? Yeah. yeah uh, but yeah, one of the beers we were having was a, a smoked Italian beer. But I, I think we tend to think, well, we do anyway, certainly tend to think of smoked beers as being Rausch beer style, Schlenkerler. Yeah, the big smoked pig. The infamous hot dog beer. Which I stand alone as thinking it was all right. No, I think it's okay too. Yeah, Zillas didn't. Go for it, but not all smoke beers are that crazy. But is this one crazy? This one is quite subtle, actually. Yeah. Pleasingly so. It does smell. It smells of smoke, but it's not all the smoke. No. I'm getting the juniper. On the nose or the taste? The taste. Mm. I quite like this, actually. It's nicely balanced. But see, yeah. you, you see the words oak, smoke, rye, juniper, and you go, oh my. It could <laughs> just be, well, it's only 5.4, but it could just be nuts, but yeah. it's not. It's quite drinkable. No, I remember this from a festival that was like that, yeah. And you, you got that first niff of kind of smoked ham, and then you thought, mm-hmm. okay. But then you taste it, you get the kind of fruity, ginny, juniper-y yeah. you know, sharpness, and then you get smoke. Quite carefully. Absolutely. Well, they were only founded in 2010, so they're a very, very new brewery down at the Cobbles Inn in Kelso, which is in the Scottish borders. They're making a name for themselves, so we keep banging on about how good Tempest mm. are. Just a young bloke, isn't it? Yeah, Gavin, yeah, he's only in his late 30s, I think, uh, from New Zealand. But uh, his wife uh, runs the Cobbles Inn and he does the brewing in an old dairy just around the corner from the pub. Quite nice. What's your information? I actually, um, (laughs) I thought this was, this could be a literary reference. And uh, I asked Alan, who's the sales manager for Tempest or whatever his job title is, I don't know. Um, and he said there was no no reason behind it. They just like the name. Right. So this is a non named name beer. I was hoping they'd be big fans of Clint Eastwood or something. And let's just yeah. say it was named after the Oscar winning <coughs> western of the same name. So I have a question for you: How many Oscars did the film Unforgiven win, and what were they? A lot. I don't know. Best director. Best director. Three or four. I think it was four or five. Best director. Best cinematography. Best supporting actor, Gene Hackman, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, that, well, then we've got, we got four Best there. film as well. It didn't win Best Film. No. It did not win Best Film. No. Um, how many Oscars did it win? Oh, sorry, it did. It won four, yeah. Ah, oh, so we're right. That's You're right. We got all four. Hey. Uh, you didn't get all four. It was Best Picture, Best Director, Best yeah. Supporting Actor, and Best Editing. 
No, not seen them. Uh, not seen them. No. But you're close. Ah, these guys know the films. Uh, we don't know. Well, Ruben knows his book. I don't. I've got a couple of other questions. We, we're like a quiz in the big house, especially yeah, a film-based quiz, because it doesn't mean yeah. we're talking about beer, which we know nothing about. Yeah. <laughs> I know more about films than I do about beer, to be honest. Unforgiven, uh, do you know what year that came out? 1992. These guys are good. Yeah, yeah very good. Uh, and two more questions. Um, Clint Eastwood was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actor, but did not win. Who did? What year was this? 1992. It's a tough question. Jeez. It's... it's uh, it's a scandalous one. It's scandalous. Oh, was it? Was it? Was it Al Pacino? It was Al Pacino. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> how did these guys do this? Check it. Well, it's mostly Grubin, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we we should do a film podcast because that's yeah. clearly wasted on the beer. Well, you're wasting on the beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so can you follow up? What? <laughs> you asked me. I'm happy to be first. How many other westerns have won the Best Picture Oscar? Best Picture. Yeah. I could ask you to name them, but that would be... Uh, really uh, no, that's too difficult. Two. Two others. Mm. Correct. Um, probably an old was John it, Wayne one or something, or Cary Grant. Was it the... Um, oh, what's the what's the one? There's one I've never actually heard of. Name escapes me, sorry. And there's one that you should have heard of, the more modern Western. Not the 330 to Yuma or something, that, that one? No, I didn't. The one I've not heard of is Cimarron, 1931. No, really. <laughs> That won Best Picture. Another one in 1990? Western? 1990? Won Best Picture. Oh, yeah, but that's the Wolves. That's the Wolves. Oh, there God, you go. Yes. That doesn't count. No, it doesn't <laughs> it's a Western, isn't it? Yeah. Set in the West. Technically. Yeah. It's also a Kevin Costner film. Yeah. That film went on for ages. Yeah. That was that was a, back I still in the day. watched it. Have you not? No, no, no don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, it was okay. I've seen worse films. My mum didn't like that film. She went to see it with my dad and didn't like it because it was a bit cruel and like, well, cover your ears, Paul, because there's some spoilers coming up here. Oh, I don't care. Uh, she, she didn't like it when the horse got shot and the wolf got shot. Uh, oh, I've seen the wolf getting shot. She didn't like it when half the uh, buffalo population in the US got yeah, slaughtered. I think she thought it was a bit needlessly violent, much like my reaction to Drive, which I thought was also needlessly violent. I like that film. Not a Western. Not a Western. Good soundtrack. Good soundtrack. Yeah. Not Dr- often Drive I say was kind of nothing happening. Massive, crazy violence. Ah, I'm really shocked. Yeah, nothing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it kind of had a bit more impact. Bit of reverse parking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got to say, I'm mightily impressed by your film knowledge. Maybe we should have a we should have a special film podcast. I'm, I'm wasted here. Yeah, you, yeah. clearly yeah. wasted on a topic I know nothing about. Uh, what would you give Unforgiven out of ten? Ten. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, what, what about this beer? What do you think? You, you a fan of this? I know you're not that keen on smoke schmuck beers, but uh, how smoky is it for you, Charles? It's it's borderline whether I like it or not. Because of the smoke. Okay. I think everything out about it, else about it is great, but I'm not a big fan of the smoke. But the more you have of it, the less the, the less mm. of the smoke that comes through. So by the end of it, I'll be loving it. Come acclimatised. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. It's the smoke does build up, but I think at the same time, as you say, yeah, you get the other things, and the more you drink, the more smoke you get. But then you get all the other flavours as well mm-hmm. at the same time. I think for me, the more I drink, the less smoke I get. Because right, that, you kind like, of get used to it. Yeah. Mm. It's quite bold but, doing a smoke beer in the UK because a lot of people are quite... Then they're, they're not used to the style, so they kind of, mm. they're quite against it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's such a flavour when you first drink it and you just think of ham and smoked cheese and things that aren't beer. Mm. Um, but having juniper in it is a great idea. Also, I, I found when I had this at the festival, I didn't get much rye, and I, I don't get, still don't get much rye 
Um, so you don't get any kind of peppery spiciness. Um, it's smoke and a bit of kind of sharp berry fruit. Yeah. Is there any more info about what's in it? I mean, no, I don't know. Do not say anything about the hops and malt or anything? I, no, I don't think so. I, I don't know what hops are in it. Probably not very much because it's mm-hmm. got so much uh, adjuncts in it that yeah. firing away. Mm. Not bad. Not bad. How how you how, how your ears? Are they okay? My ears? Fine. Why my ears? <laughs> you had your ears burnt before. Oh yes. Oh my god, I've forgotten. Yeah, my new barber experience. Where it's like Turkish to the max. And uh, to get, when you know when you're of a certain age when they start going with your like, eyebrow strimmed, which is like your nose hair. Yeah. Well, they don't ask you about your nose hair, they just go in. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Steady. But the old ear hair. Oh yeah, he went for it. He went for it, but not in the normal sense. He got a cotton bud. Like a big cotton bud with like, you know, it's all gone now. There's no, no, yeah, no, no scarring. It looks just like a baby's ear. <laughs> um, yeah, large cotton bud dips it in paraffin or something. Oh, that's lights a Lights it and then wafts it in your ear and like just stabs it in. It burns off the hair. Shot, shot the bejesus yeah. out of me uh, yeah. the first time I did it. But. So it's actually on fire when it goes in your yeah. ear? Yeah. Wow. And then you smell burning hair. Great. Right. I could do that myself. <laughs> don't don't try that home. Does it, it, it with a flicky motion then? I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't try it in, in my house. <laughs> and then you just go. Turkey's crazy for its barbers. They're open till like two in the morning. Yeah. Go wandering at night in the barber. Get your ears burnt. Having a chat. Hmm? Getting burnt. <laughs> All good. Yeah. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Hmm. They do look very, very clean and pink. <laughs> Honestly, now that I look at them, that's, that's like it's a, a fresh ear if I've seen one. Well, yes, that's the way to go. Burn it off. Okay, yeah. I think it's, that's all our ear-related chat for the team. Good. <laughs> Should we uh, score Tempest Brewing Company's Unforgiven? Which is yes. not named after the film. They just like the name. I would say on first taste, it's a five. Well, here we go. He's doing this again. Yeah. On memory. No. And on... Tenth taste. It's a seven. Okay. It's um yeah, the smoke eases off, so the bit I'm not too keen on eases off and becomes uh, secondary to the the juniper and kind of rounded fruitiness. Oh yeah, it's quite nice. Quite nice indeed. Quite nice. Say seven and a half. Potential disaster, but really nicely balanced. Why was it a potential disaster? What's the... Uh... Well, just, as soon as you see smoke, rye, juniper, crazy stuff in the beer, like the potential for off-roading is quite high, I think. But obviously, they're, they're too good a brewer to let that happen. But you're, you're a fan of the smoke, smoke aren't you? Probably. Yes, but it, if you overdo it, it can be horrible. Do you think our um, Fortically Challenged friend would like this, or would he be uh, chucking it back? Mm, saying that's nah, like... on principle, you would never run <laughs> Although it's a Scottish beer, so maybe you would, uh, maybe you'd go for it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna it's give... not. It's not overly smoky. So. No, yeah. I'm gonna give that seven and a half too, because um, I think I would give it. Oh yeah, I would give it six and a half, seven for the flavour. But I just, I just love the way it's got all that stuff in it, and it's really well balanced. Mm. And all their beers are like that, as you say. They're all um, they got stuff in, and but they they managed to blend it all together really well. I think. Um, yeah, okay, that was, uh, that was our final beer. That was Tempest Brewing Company's Unforgiven. 
Hey, but what one, Richard? What one? You can tell I'm frantically filling because yeah, I'm working out. I'm trying to put you under pressure, pressure here. Under pressure? Pressure. Don't put me under pressure. I, I think it might be Thornbridge by a nod. I can't do with pressure. Thornbridge by a nod, yeah, it got a couple of eights. It must be the Boys Thornbridge. Seven. It must be the Thornbridge. <laughs> yeah, it has to be. Right, in last place we have yeah, York Brewery's Micklegate. Yeah. Thornbridge, Tempest, Radical Road, York. Yep, correct. Uh, yeah, the fourth fourth place, the Hardlock Loser, was uh, York Brewery's Micklegate on 20 out of 30. Not too bad. Still strong. Uh, that was narrowly beaten into third by uh, Stuart Brewing Radical Road on 21 and a half, which I could work out as a percentage if I could avoid. Yeah. Um, and then that, again, was narrowly beaten by Unforgiven. With? With 22. If you're wondering why I'm speaking slowly, it's because I'm, I'm trying to add things up. And frantically doing stuff on his Checking my notes <laughs> and trying to speak all at the same time. And and he's not a woman and he can't multitask. Multitask. I cannot multitask, so I do Despite apologize. the rumours. <laughs> my ears are hair free for a reason, my friend. <laughs> yeah, Unforgiven got 73%, 73. but the, uh, the winner for the podcast was Thornbridge Kill Your Darlings on 23 out of 30. That's a great score. Of approximately 77%. <laughs> Okay, thank you very much uh, for listening and well done for making it through to the end of this. Uh, we will have another podcast as soon as we can. Uh, we will try and get one done next month. We used to do, we used to do one every two weeks and yeah. now we, we now it's like to every two try months. and do one a month. But you know, life got mm-hmm. in the way. I'm away quite a lot next month, but please get someone else. <laughs> please, be please, please get someone else. It'll be, get, it'll be better than me anyway. It'll be my pleasure. We'll be begging in the streets. Okay, as ever, you can always uh, send us comments or emails. The email address is thebeercast.gmail.com uh, and you can comment on the post. The website is thebeercast.com. Uh, or you can follow us on Twitter at, at thebeercast. At thebeercast. Or at beercastpool. Or at beercastpool. Or, or at, at Grouben 10. Thundercat. Is now th- Thundercat. No, Grouben 10. Have don't, you tweeted yet? Don't bother. No, don't no. tweet. It doesn't tweet. It's a waste of time. It's <laughs> just one of those kind of predators. Not predators. <laughs> Stalkers. <laughs> Stalkers. <laughs> it's not quite as bad as a predator. <laughs> oh, what a time to mix up your words. They <laughs> <I> stalk. They <laughs> stalk. I don't go for the kill. He's <laughs> one of those predators. That's a conversation to have at a different time. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you very soon. And uh, if he's out and about, look out. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>